Welcome to Bobcast. Bobcast delves into the pulse of today's most pressing issues, offering listeners an audio tapestry of timely conversations and profound insights. Each episode stands as a reflection of our contemporary world, weaving together expert perspectives, personal stories, and in-depth discussions that capture the nuances of the challenges and triumphs we face every day. In an era where noise often drowns out meaningful dialogue, Bobcast serves as a beacon, bringing clarity, depth, and truthful understanding and opinion to the forefront of auditory exploration. Listen to a new and exciting episode every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Now, here is Bob. Well, here we are. It's another week. And it's another Wednesday. You know, I really, really didn't want to talk about politics too much on this show. But, uh, boy, I'm going to tell you, as as opinionated as I am, it's very hard to stay away from it right now with everything that's going on in the Middle East. And uh, in case you don't know what's going on in the Middle East, I'm talking about... Israel being bombed and, uh, or I should say invaded, and then them striking back and uh, the sentiment around the globe. It's just amazing. You know, our president, Joe Biden, and his Democratic followers want to say how they're saving democracy. Well, let me tell you about that. You know, uh, Biden and, like I said, and the Democrats, they want to tell you every day how they want to save democracy. Well, let me tell you, folks, the United States is not a democracy. The United States is a republic. Um, The word republic is derived from the Latin phrase res publica or the people's concerns, suggest a measure of popular involvement in the government. And that's really what we want. We, as the people, want a voice in our government. The difference between a democracy and a republicanism, republicanism, I you say that, is uh, easily overlooked. Uh, our, our, our founders, our founding fathers, my tongue's getting in the way of my words. They uh, they took into consideration just about everything that could happen. But I think they missed a few things. I don't think they ever thought that our country would be as divided as it is and as mean and hateful as it is. And let me tell you the reason I think that is and why it is happening. All the way back at what was in 1984 with the Cuban boat lift or whatever it was, 1982, back in there. We had many people coming in from Cuba. Now, those people were put under a bridge, and they all were vetted and led into the country, and that was okay. Before that, back in the 20s, we had people coming into the country that went in through, what is it, Ellis Island up in New York, and they were all vetted and led into the country. And that was okay. That worked well. My daughter-in-law, ex-daughter-in-law, she came over here from Australia and she was vetted. In fact, it took her uh, just about 18 months 
to be able to get here uh, legally. Now, I emphasize the word legally because we have so many people right now coming into our country illegally. They are crossing our southern borders daily, thousands of them daily. And of course, our mainstream media don't want to tell you that because that would not fit their agenda. And unfortunately, all the news reporting right now is agenda-driven. It's not real news. It's rhetoric for what they want you to hear, for what they want you to think, and basically for what they want you to know. And a lot of it is they don't want you to know the truth. And the truth uh, is getting to be hard to find nowadays. Uh, it really is. I mean, uh, I never thought in my lifetime I would see this country with the hatred and everything going on in it and the lack of respect for what it stands for. Uh, I do remember many years ago, many years ago, I remember that the, um, uh, when when we were a powerful country and a well-respected country, it was known that you could never destroy us militarily, that in order to destroy what they considered to be us, the mother country, you would have to destroy it from within. Within means within the country, and that is exactly what is happening. We have people that have come here from all over the world, and they have come here with their knowledge or their thinking of how to live. So they bring their generation, is that the word I want to use? Or they bring their they bring their country with them. They they come here, but they want to almost live like they wanted to live in their country, had their country been free and provided them with what they find here. Does, is this making sense to you? Anyway, they come here and they do not have the morals we have. They don't have the value that we have or had. We don't have it anymore. We don't have the manners that we had. We don't have them anymore either. So they come here and they don't say please or thank you or yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am. They don't respect our flag. They don't respect our ways of doing things. They want to change them to the way they want things done. And as much as I hate to lay this at Biden's feet, I blame him because he has allowed this to happen. Trump would have never let this happen. Maybe now people will understand what Trump was meaning when he said, make America great again, because Biden has done nothing except destroy this country. Uh, he's let the illegals come in. He's, he's, he's embarrassed us in our move out of Afghanistan and left millions and millions of dollars of our military equipment over there for the terrorists to get a hold of, and they did. He is not known as a strong figure on the world stage. In fact, quite frankly, he's known as a very weak figure on the world stage. Now, I know a lot of people want to say, well, other leaders didn't like Trump. <laughs> That's fine. We're not in a likable contest. We're in a respect contest. We want to be respected. 
we might not like China's leader, but we respect him because we know, or we might not like Putin, but you got to respect his country because they have a lot of strength. They have a lot of people. They could do us damage. We hope they don't. But Biden is not a strong representative of our country. He's just not. Uh, I think he kind of was a little bit when he first got into office. But I don't know. I think the job of president, which is very hard, has taken a real toll on him. And uh, and you can really see it. I mean, this is not being political. I mean, this is being truthful. Um, You know, I'm I'm up in age two and, and I can't do what I used to do. So, I mean, when people say Biden's age is an issue, it is an issue. I mean, it's not it's not slamming Biden. It's a, it's a real issue. It happens to all of us. It's happening to me. So you, you really got to think about that. And when you hear people say, oh, Biden's up for the job. Are you kidding me? There is He's not up for the job. I mean, come on, people. If the news media would report the real news, you would know that he had spent the biggest part of his presidency. No, not the biggest part. That's not true. A large part of his presidency um, on vacation. On vacation. That's it. In Delaware. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to tell you what I want to do, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait till a, another show. And I want to get into what I think is is the Biden corruption and what it has done to the country. Because if you look at what Biden is doing to the country, then there's no other answer than the fact that he has been bought and paid for. And that is how he became a millionaire by living on a senator's salary. You know, it's one thing when you get out of government and you go on these speaking tours That's one thing. But when you're still in government and you're making all this money and there's not really a history of a bunch of speaking tours, you kind of come on. You got to face facts, whether you like it or not, and realize that uh, there's something going on here. And if you can't at least admit that, then you're just being naive. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I have all the answers and I know for a fact that Biden's corrupt or not corrupt. I can't say that. But I will say that there's a lot of information that is worth investigating. And while we're talking investigating, look at all the investigations they're doing to Donald Trump. Can you believe that? I mean, really, like him or not. I mean, here's another another fact of how our country is being destroyed. We are persecuting our our political opponents. Biden is doing, has weaponized his Justice Department. And come on, don't say I'm, not true, right, and not true, because it is right, and it is true. Because no time in this country has anybody ever gone after a political opponent the way that our government is going after Donald Trump after Biden got in office. You know, it's real simple, folks. If it wasn't true, Biden could tell his Democratic followers, his Justice Department, and the attorney generals and all that, he could tell them not to do it. You do realize that, don't you? You could tell them not to do it. Trump told the Justice Department not to go after Hillary Clinton and her lies and everything that we know about what she did with the 33,000 emails and the bleach bed and all that. Trump did not want his attorney general to go after Clinton. So Biden could do that. So if you want to play the game of, oh, it's not Biden doing it, you're just kidding yourself. You're not kidding anybody else. 
And uh, that's part of the problem here in this country. Everybody's being naive and, and not wanting to face what's really going on. Anyway, I think it's a shame. I don't care if it was. I, I would feel the same way, by the way, if our government was going after Barack Obama the way they are doing Donald Trump. I would feel the same way. I might not like Barack Obama, but I sure don't want him persecuted. I sure don't want government going after him, making up charges, indicting a whole big bunch of people. Because you know what happens then? I'm going to tell you what happens then. And it happens everywhere. It's not just with Donald Trump. It happens everywhere. In fact, I, I can tell you firsthand, it happened even with me. You go out and you throw a bunch of indictments out there and you arrest a bunch of people. And then what you do is you scare them. You scare them. You tell them, if you go to trial and you're found guilty, you're going to get 25 years in prison. However, if you plead guilty now and become a government witness, then we're only going to give you probation. This happens, folks. This happens all the time. And this is happening right now in Georgia. That's why you're seeing so many of the people that they indicted uh, taking a plea because you just never know how a jury is going to act because juries nowadays don't always uh, give a verdict on facts. They give a verdict on personality. If they like you, they find you not guilty. If they don't like you, they find you guilty. Sorry to say it, but it's a fact. Another, another part of the, the country that uh, I used to love is, is failing everybody on now is another thing that's happened that's not good for our country. They find you based on whether they like you or not. So here's what can happen. It happened with me. There was an issue, a similar issue to this. I won't get into detail right now on this show. But I was offered a deal. I was offered a deal to testify against somebody. And I took it. I took the deal. And for the exact same reason I'm telling you, because they scared me into what we should say submission. So the only difference is when I got up on stand, I told them the truth. Not what they wanted to hear, the truth. Now, by this time, my plea deal had already been signed and was, shall we say, in the books. So they kind of got a little upset with me because I didn't say what they thought I was going to say or what they kind of led me into believing they wanted me to say. I told the truth. And uh, the other person got off. Got found not guilty. So those there's a chance that the people in Georgia there that are taking a plea deal just might, if they got any character whatsoever, get on the stand and tell the truth. Not say what the prosecutor wants them to say, but tell the truth. But I have faith in our system that Trump's attorneys will be able to ask enough questions that will... Uh, be able to balance the scale, uh, although it's not going to be easy uh, because, you know, here again, you got to face this fact. There is no place has Trump been indicted that's not a Democrat-run government. It just hasn't happened, folks. It hasn't. So you got to wonder about that. If they've got such a big case, such a strong case, then why would they not want to 
do it somewhere where it was like equal justice, so to speak, like real justice. But no, they file it in Washington, D.C., which is very liberal, very Democrat. They file it in New York, very liberal, very Democrat. They file it in Georgia, very liberal, very Democrat. So if they've got such a strong case, why couldn't they file it in some other places? I mean, if with all the um, 2020 conspiracy theories, there's got to be some states that uh, the, you could drum up a charge in other than a Democrat-controlled government, state, isn't there? Well, the fact that none's happened makes me very, very suspicious. And it should make you suspicious, too. You know, I could sit here and I could tell you people out there a whole lot, but you wouldn't believe it. Because you know why you wouldn't believe it? You really don't know what real freedom's like. You've never had it. You think you've had it. And you do have it good. Don't misunderstand me. You got it real good. But I had it a lot better. I mean, when I say freedom, I'm talking about the freedom to walk down the street at night and not have to worry about being attacked. That leaving your keys in the car and not, not being afraid that it's going to be stolen. Leave your door unlocked at night, not being afraid somebody's going to break in when they could just walk in. That's one kind of freedom. And then there was the freedom to be able to say what was on your mind and not have somebody want to, shall we say, cancel you or maybe even harm you because they didn't like what you what you thought. They didn't want to talk to you. Now they don't want to talk to you about it. They want to harm you because they don't like what you think or what you say. That was the kind of freedom I had to be able to say what I wanted to say and feel comfortable in saying it and to sit down with people that had a different view than mine and talk to each other instead of accusing each other. And uh, that is just something that we don't have nowadays. And quite frankly, it's never going to come back. It never will. I mean, it's just not going to. In fact, we're moving very hard, very fast in a, a, the quite opposite direction. And, uh, and that's a fact. So what do we do? What are we going to do here? I wonder if I can. I don't know if I can do that or not. I hope I can. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm talking to myself. I'm getting ready to end the show, folks. I mean, I, I kind of was all over the place, I feel like, this this week. I didn't mean to do that, but I just, maybe next week I'll have it a little bit more together. Just so much going on and everything is happening so fast. I'm just uh, trying to keep up with it. And uh, I don't think I've done y'all justice this week. I didn't uh, make, make it easily to understand what I was getting at. And, uh, and that's my fault. And uh, I hope to do a better job next week. But until next week, see ya. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Bobcast. Your time and support mean the world to us. If you found value in today's show, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving us a review on your favorite platform. You can also email us at bobcast at usa.com. Remember, it's listeners like you that make this all possible. We'll be back with another exciting episode next week. Until then, keep the conversations going, stay curious, and always keep listening. This is Debbie, signing off from Bobcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Until next Monday, take care, everyone.